Hello and welcome to the big topic in women's MA. Frank Posen here along with Schwan Hume. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankd316.blogspot.com. Uh, when uh, fights are over on Saturday, the fights we talk about here are already on up on my blog. Uh, before we get going here, Schwan, I just wanted to mention that um, Asuka returned from shoulder surgery last Monday. She uh, appeared in her first match. I did not post the match on my blog because he was only in for about a minute with a six-woman tag match, and they used it to showcase Liv Morgan. Oscar really didn't do all that much. So that's why I posted it. So, Schwan, let's get to last Saturday. Um, Sam Hughes, the Gina Mazzani. Uh, you mean Sammy Sorry? Sorry, Schwan. You're not Can you hear me? Uh, I am now. Yeah, you mean Shana Young? Oh, Shana Young, whatever the hell her name was. Beat, uh, I can't remember the names. Like, who cares? Beat Gina Mazzani by second round TKO. And, and Schwan, this may have been ever seen this was just for the birds and and you know round one they both were awful but i thought gina you know won the round 10 9 and then at round two she took her stupid pills i guess because she did some very dumb stuff including the infamous headlock takedown and it resulted in a finish one but i don't uh, think well, either i don't think well, either well, of them are any damn good well, I, I even last week, I I didn't I said that Shana Young actually is the better fighter. She has a defined skill set. Her stand up isn't bad. She knows how to manage distance. She has good good speed. My issue with her was I felt like she didn't have the quality enough sparring to teach her the right way to fight. Because if you're the best athlete, and you're used to people hit, hitting people and they back up, and then you face fighters who you hit and they don't back up your whole approach is adjusted because you're used to getting a certain amount of respect and having a certain amount of freedom. I didn't know that Shana Young had changed camps or was working with another camp for this fight. Had yeah, I known she, that, she, she went to, uh, she went to uh, John Wood. At, yeah. Because uh, the, big, the biggest, the biggest advantage Mazzani had is even though Mazzani is very limited as a fighter, she generally gets quality sparring. So against uh, lower levels of girls, even if she doesn't have a good game plan, she can physically overwhelm them and break them down because she's just used to facing better skill and better athletes. But in this case, it seemed for once, Young was maximizing her skill set and playing to her strengths. And then when Mazzani got tired, because Mazzani got tired, she started forcing exchanges and fighting at a higher pace. But this time, Young was able to take over the fight and finish her. Um, I don't think Young would have did that if she would have stayed with her camp. I don't think she would have been able to exploit that. I think she would have just... Come on late, but ultimately lost hold, through Mazzani's physicality. Hold it. But she didn't do that in the first round. In the first round, Mazzani was coming out with pressure, touching the body, and trying to be physical, which is what Mazzani does. But the, the biggest difference I saw with Young was Young was actually showing some poise and discipline when she was in rough spots. And other times, she looked like she panicked and didn't know what to do. She seemed a little bit more prepared to be put in bad spots and maintain her calm because Mazzani, because she doesn't have technique, she relies on physicality. She burns a lot of energy. And that's why a lot of, in, in a lot of fights, 
she'll have a good round and then she'll totally fall off in the second half of the round or the second round. It's the same thing that happened here. She got tired and she got sloppy because she spent a lot of energy trying to assert herself in that first round. And, and, she, and, and, and Gina also got released again. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, she hasn't improved tremendously as a fighter. She's kind of got a low ceiling as a fighter. Um, and she doesn't have anything that really w- would sell her. She's not a big fan favorite. She's not charismatic. I'm not going to say she's unattractive, but she's not so attractive where you could kind of build a fan base off that. There's no reason to keep her because that type of fighter, anytime you call, she'll be available. So even if you cut her, you call her two weeks from now to come in, she'll come in because that's that she understands where she's at in her career. And, and I don't know that she's 100% sold into MMA anyways. So she can, you can bring her in late at any well, time. She's getting married in October to Tim Elliott. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, she's gone now. I don't really care anymore. Let's go on. Let's go on to something that we care about, Sean. And that is uh, this Saturday, UFC 274. Rose Namahunas will defend her strawy title against Carla Sparza. And the way I feel about this one is this. Okay. I don't know about you, but I thought Zhang Veli beat her. And uh, Rose kind of got a gift from the judges. Okay. And if she fights the same way on Saturday, she's not going to win. She, you know, Carla has improved a lot. And I think the key thing that happened to Carla was when she had shoulder, shoulder surgery, she's not favoring her shoulder anymore. So she's a lot better now. And she's on a big winning streak. And uh, this could continue on Saturday. She's going to be the underdog, Chuan, so she might be a good bet. Yeah. Um, I, I can see the argument that Rose lost. What happened in the second fight was I think Rose was trying to build on her previous fight success. And she started chasing and then when she was chasing, she kept getting hit with reactive takedowns. Once she stopped chasing, the takedowns didn't come as early. She was able to get some shots off. She was able to assert herself. So she made a strategic mistake. But the thing about it is, it's a mistake she's made throughout her career. That's how she got beat by, um, as far as in the first fight. She came out hard, trying to heavy, heavy leather. And as far as it got her overcommitting and took her down. And it worked. Tisha Torres did something similar to her as well. So it's not something that she's ever really gotten away from. It's, it's kind of one of those things that she's always had an, as an issue as a fighter. Secondly, Rose is still has issues with being bullied physically. When a, when a fighter imposes their will on her and puts her in bad spots, she, she tends to kind of fold up a little bit. It happened against Carolina, happened against Sparza, happened against twice. The only difference is now, since Rose has improved her resting a little bit and she's diversified her striking and focused more on ma- maximizing her length and controlling distance. She's made it harder. She's made it harder for fighters to put her into those bad spots. But when they have got her in those bad spots, her, she's reacted kind of the same way. If we're, if we're just being hundred percent honest, um, Carla has improved, but the one thing Carla can improve is she's not a dynamic puncher. She's not a dynamic athlete. She's gotten better with her footwork. She's gotten better with her transitions. Her striking isn't great, but it's defensively responsible and allows her to get her hands on opponents for takedowns. But against the better athletes and the bigger fighters, she gets tired because it takes a lot of energy to close that distance 
It takes a lot of energy to, to get in a position and stay in that position and get somebody who's bigger, stronger, and more explosive. So she'll have moments where she's taking over a fight, but the later the fight goes, the worse her energy reserves get. And that's when fighters can come on and have a chance to get her out of there. And it's happened against multiple athletic fighters she's faced. She'll be holding her own and then they start taking over. Um, then she'll be, it happened against Grasso. It happened against, I forgot the wrestler. Uh, she was doing all right against um, the one who's injured. She had a couple moments against her. Tatiana later, Suarez. There you go. Later in the fight, she started losing control against against Claudia Gadelia. She was she was having moments, but then later on, Claudia's power and her physical strength just allowed her to eke out wins or get out of bad positions. So while Carla has improved, that she she does have a low ceiling as far as her physical tools. And if Rose can deny her the spots, then Rose will be able to win. But I know Carla's going to get into those spots a couple times. It's just a matter matter of can Rose get out of them quickly before Carla puts any real punishment on her because Rose tends to fold up when she's in a bad spot and she's punished. Well, and it's happened enough times that uh, I don't think we want to overlook that it could quite easily happen here, especially since Carla's on a bit of a hold. Yeah, you, you can't overlook it. You're right, 100%. You can't overlook it because it's happened so many times. You know, it's happened multiple times where somebody's got to a spot on her, roughed her up, and she's she's gone away from her aggression. She starts getting desperate. She starts getting defensive. All right, so who's winning this fight, Sean? I really, I, I really want to say Rose is going to win this, but I have a I have a sneaking suspicion that Carla Carla really might pull this off. Rose has never been the most dominant champion, and. Even though, like I said, she's learned ways to deny spots and make you work harder for those spots, she's never been able to completely do it. And I've seen lesser athletes get her down. I've seen lesser athletes get to those spots. And most of those fighters who got to those spots didn't have Carla's poise and they didn't have her range of skills. Carla's actually a fighter who says she's better than she was when she got there. And she's one of the few fighters in the UFC who was actually better than she was when she got there. My concerns, my, my concerns for Carla, she's a little bit older and she's still not a great athlete, but I, I really feel like, I really feel like if she can get to her early, she might be able to pull, she might be able to pull the upset. It, it's just really hard to go against Rose because Rose is on a win streak. Rose is one of the best finishers in the division and Rose has such size and athleticism that um, if Carla isn't like beyond perfect and even if she's perfect, it, it's still a low. It's a it's a low opportunity win. It's a very low opportunity win. But I, I feel I feel like I feel like being crazy today. I'll say Carla Esparza wins it. I think it's actually a pretty decent bet because going be the underdog coming in. So uh, I mean, it's worth put. She's worth putting money on, Sean. Yeah, I mean, she the fight. The fight. We already know how the fight's going to go. Rose is going to try to control the distance, land the power, dictate where the fight takes place at. The thing about it is is Carla is just so good at fighting when she's tired, and she's so good against fighting against better athletes. Carla should never have the win streak she has. She's not a dynamic wrestler. She's not a dynamic submission fighter. She's not a dynamic striker. She's not a dynamic athlete. She's not even really super big or strong for the division. But all through preparation, discipline, and technical improvements on the defensive and offensive level has allowed her to beat girls who are all better athletes than her and who are, who are better than her and at least – one at least one to two spots in mixed martial arts. She's found ways to beat them by good coaching, mental toughness, and and developing the right skills. So it's very hard for me to say that Carla's going to get blown out or dominated because I haven't seen Carla get blown out or dominated 
in years. So I don't think it's a risky bet to go with Carla. It's just that Rose is probably an all-time great talent. Rose is a generational talent. And usually generational talents don't lose twice to girls who are more like workmen-like. I I just, her her mentality sometimes is Yeah, yeah, her her mentality, but you you gotta you gotta be able to get her in those spots and you gotta keep her in those spots, and that's where the hard part gets in for you. All right. Uh, we have some other ones out here. Featherweight, Macy Chason versus Norma Dumont. Who cares? Uh I I like Chason, but the simple fact of the matter is she's much like her other what's her other friend, uh, Macy Chason and uh Panny Kianzid. They're big, strong fighters who get by on physicality and get by on size and get by on pace. When that's not enough, they don't seem to have any real technical things to fall back on. They're not great on defense. They're not great with counters. They've gotten better in all those areas, but they're not good enough where if they can't bully an opponent, they can actually use effectively. Um, I don't think she can bully Dumont. I think Dumont's jab and her length is going to stop a lot of her pressure and her physicality. And then I think it's going to be similar to the Aspen Ladd fight, except um, Chason will take a little bit more chances than Ladd. And Chason's not as big a hitter as Ladd is. But I think it'll be more exciting. It'll be similar to that fight where she'll come out early and try to impose her will. Dumont's going to stop her, back her up, and then just basically control the fight with a couple of big exchanges in those three rounds. Okay. I don't even want to talk about that fight. Uh, I want to go on to the next one, which I like a lot better, and that's Tracy Cortez against just a sec here. Tracy Cortez. I'm just looking for it. Oh, yeah, there it is. Melissa Gatto. Okay, so this is a, a, a fight at flyweight of uh, prospects who can move up. So Tracy is trains at Fight Ready in Arizona. That is uh, Henry Cejudo, etc. And Melissa Gatto is from Sao Paulo. She trains at MSP, which is an all-female team. And one of the coaches there is uh, women's MMA pioneer, Anna Michelle Tavares. And they've both gone undefeated in the UFC, but they haven't faced anybody yet who you would think could beat them. And so that's what we're talking about here. So whoever wins this is moving up in the rankings. And whoever loses, well, they're going to have to do some more work. Well, that, that was what my concern with Tracy Cortez was because everybody was saying, well, she's on this win streak. She's beating experienced fighters. But I'm like, these fighters she's beaten, they, yeah, they were experienced, but they were tragically flawed. Beating Justine Kish matters because Kish is a big physical fighter, but Kish is one of the lowest IQ one-dimensional fighters you'll see. She just she can't do multiple things. She won't get out of her, her zone. She's very predictable in what she does. And Cortez is a good enough athlete and a physical enough fighter where Justine Kish, who's going to basically give you multiple opportunities to win a fight, is, isn't, as, uh, isn't as tough a test as you would think it is. I mean, off the physicality, yeah. But outside of physicality, what does Justine Kish really have? Not much. Um, Stephanie Egger has great grappling and great tie-ups and throws, 
but Edgar doesn't have good striking. She doesn't she doesn't create entries for her tie-ups or takedowns very well. And she's not really great when an opponent is is pressuring her or hitting her. Vanessa Vanessa Mello, she's just like another another fighter. A lot of the fighters she beat are limited fighters. So against Gatto, she's facing someone with comparable athleticism, with some physicality. And I think Gatto kind of I don't know if Gatto's a great finisher, but I think Gatto tr- at least tries for it. So that'll be something that Cortez isn't re- isn't used to in her fights. But the biggest reason I'm going to pick Cortez is she's working with Henry Cejudo. Cejudo does some ridiculously embarrassing skits and scams as far as presenting himself. But Cejudo is an excellent coach. He has made tremendous strategical and technical adjustments to the fighters who come to him, and their performances have shown it. Why Lee performed much better against Rose. Um, Figueredo, when he fought Brandon, Brandon Moreno, looked like a completely different fighter. And that's all because Cejudo has the authority and the to direct them and he has enough solid sparring that they a certain caliber of, of resistance when they're fighting. So based off Henry Cejudo now directing her, I'm going to pick Tracy Cortez. I wasn't tremendously impressed with her. I probably still won't be Saturday, but the fact that she's going to learn how to maximize her skills and learn how to be more efficient and and and, and careful and poised in her man- in her setups is going to. It's a big skill sets are a lot closer. And women's MMA, this is a separator. This might truly take her from being a fringe pros- a prospect, fringe contender to a legitimate contender, given her athleticism, her physicality. Well, that's unless Gata wins. Yeah, but I, 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 I think I think Cejudo has something special as a coach, and I think his hands-on approach and his mm. IQ, he gets he gets results. He ever, see see you see hold it hold it. See, you're basing that on being familiar with Cejudo, whereas you're not familiar with her coaches. And I think she maybe has more of an edge than you think. I I've I I don't if you out of this, I said on Twitter earlier, if you take Cejudo out of this, and I Cejudo, he was saying, Gatto has a good chance to Cortez off. Cortez has not looked spectacular. Cortez has not looked nuanced or less she's fought. She's been very obvious, and she's just people. She hasn't shown better skill or better strategy or better setups. She was just physically able to push back and, and force, force her will by outworking people. She didn't show me anything impressive. And I felt there was a gap in how she's being prepared. So I was already uh, impressed. That. I don't know about that. I think it might have had more to do with her opposition. Well, that, but that's what I'm saying. She, she girls were, that's what I'm saying. Those girls were very limited for the most part. So unless had me asking questions, Gatto had the better chance of winning this because I'd seen a little bit more of a push from Gatto, a little bit more balance, and more of an attempt thoughts. I know that somebody's going to be addressing some of those because I have an idea of how, how Henry Cejudo looks at the game. Now I'm starting to think, okay, well, she something now be addressing the, the inconsistencies that the ability to build momentum and take over. God could still beat her. If they're God was probably the better fighter. We're going to have somebody who's going to be directing Cortez and maximizing her skills instead of using fresh. God might be a problem. Gato might be in trouble. Yeah, we'll see. I, I I think it's a possibility for an upset here. And beats her to me. That's not a Cortez. The upset Cortez to me. Okay.
other fight we got here is Lupi Godinez is fighting Ariane Carnelosi. And Lupi is from Mexico, but she trains in British Columbia, Langley, BC, Titan MMA. Okay, Ariane is from Sao Paulo, Brazil, trains at Inside Muay Thai, which is a gym we're not familiar with. And she, um, uh, she's gone two and one in the UFC, but she's looked pretty good in her last couple of fights. Uh, I just don't think the opposition has been that great. And I don't think Lupi is that great. So I'm sticking at Ariane to win this fight. What do you think, Schwartz? Um, I don't. I agree with you. I don't think Lupe is that great. The best thing that's worked for Lupe Godinez is that she's been very active and active against a variety of, of skill sets and a variety of types. Um, she's very gritty. She's very physical. Mentally, she's very durable. And so if, if your thing is to scare people off or dissuade them with your athleticism or physicality, Godinez is always going to be a tough fight for you because when you push, she's going to push back. And in women's mixed martial arts, you don't usually have fighters who push back. That's how these girls get these gaudy records. They push and girls fold. They push and girls that position. They give up. Gadinez is not going to do that. Gadinez is not going to generally get tired, mentally fatigued. She's not going to get scared off and she's not going to quit. And that's what's put her in the position she's in now because she's constantly taking fights, even fights that I consider bad stylistic matchups because she has that mentality and she has that conditioning and she has that approach to fighting. Um, her opponent is bigger, stronger, probably more like a maybe a middle class Jessica Andrade. Um, she's kind of a tank. She tried to kind of bowls people over and, and imposes her will on them. But with fighters who can navigate that and kind of stay in the fight, I, I, I think she tires a little bit. And when she tires, I don't know that she has the defensive awareness or the, uh, the discipline to stick with any sort of structured game plan in a fight. Uh, she should be a good enough athlete. In a enough one to beat Godinez, but if she sells out for the finish and she does not get it early, um, Godinez is going to come on, and it's, it's going to be a big problem for her. But I, I wouldn't favor Godinez in this. Yeah, I'm not. I'm going with uh, Ariane Carnelosi here. I do not think much of, of Lupi Godinez at all. Do not care for her. Uh, you have made that. You have made that quite clear, sir. <laughs> okay. Got a couple of other things we want to talk about. That's first of all, uh, PFL is back this uh, Friday, I believe it is, and mm-hmm. we get to hear from Kayla Harris. Please, I don't know if I'm going to even bother watching it. I don't care. I, I'd like to see her fight Julia Budd. Julia Budd would be the best opposition she'd ever face in her career. Yeah. I'm interested. In She's fighting on this Friday too. But I, I don't know if I'm going to watch it or not, Schwan. I got other things to do. Okay. Oh, the other thing we want to talk about is the boxing match on Saturday because uh, got a bit of a, was that a bit of an upset, Schwan? Because I don't know. Uh, no, it was not an upset. The fight, the fight went the way I thought it was going to go. I didn't pick the right winner. I will admit that. But the fight went exactly the way I thought it was going to go. Katie Taylor is older in her career. She's not as physically dynamic or athletic or resilient as she used to be. If this fight if this fight would have happened two years earlier, Katie Taylor would have stopped Amanda Serrano. Um, basically, the fight came down to this. Taylor is the better, more skilled, more developed boxer as far as her all-round game. She can lead, she can counter, and she could defend. Early on, Serrano was chasing her, 
and she was getting lit up and countered and missing and getting out of position. But Serrano's in excellent shape. Serrano's very physical, and Serrano hits very hard. So around that end of that fourth round, Katie was already slowing down. She couldn't get away as much. She was getting stuck on the rope. She was getting backed up. And in the fifth round, that's when Serrano turned the fight over, and her pressure finally broke Taylor and had Taylor where she was hanging on the ropes, exchanging, tying up, because she couldn't get away. She couldn't reestablish her range. Even when, she, even when Serrano was missing, Taylor didn't have the energy to footwork to pivot out or to angle out. She kept trapping herself, and Serrano was just overwhelming her physically. And then in the sixth round, Serrano was overwhelming her physically. But when you use pace as your weapon and volume as your weapon, there's going to be rounds where you can't maintain either one of those things. And the minute she slowed, the minute she lowered her volume and was a step slow in her pace, Taylor was able to regain her wits regain her energy and from that point on taylor essentially won the last three rounds using swift counters excellent footwork smart tie-ups and when she was attacking she sat down on her shots and really attacked because she knew she couldn't punch with serrano serrano's a harder puncher but she also knew that serrano had spent so much energy chasing her and so much energy trying to finish in that fifth and sixth round that serrano was more susceptible to the power in her shots um Late in the fight, Serrano, if you watch the fight, Serrano almost knocked Taylor down. Taylor almost went to one knee. And if she would have dropped her, Serrano would have But ultimately, Taylor fought through. She won. Uh, I don't like the scores. I thought the fight was a lot closer than the score said it was. But the fight went the way I thought it was. Taylor was able to take certain things away from Serrano, expose her lack of defense, and Serrano leaned heavily on her physicality and her volume to exhaust Taylor and to hopefully overwhelm her. She just wasn't able to finish the job when she got her in position to be finished. Uh, Taylor showed exemplary heart, top-notch boxing skills. Serrano showed great heart, great conditioning, and uh, great power. Uh, she just – her defense failed her. Her defense is ultimately would have failed her. If she would have been able to apply that pressure and slip shots and, and block shots, she would have still had the energy late in the fight to, to pull it off, and she wouldn't have allowed Taylor to build such a lead that she could sit on – and, and, and extend later. So um, if this fight happens again, let's say six months to a year, I don't think I don't think Taylor's going to win it. Taylor's already on the decline physically, and in the last five fights, she's been in like four what four wars. Um, I don't think she could pull out another performance like this again. Um, and Serrano, I, if they fight again, I, I I will vote again for Serrano to beat her this time by stoppage, definitely. But Katie Taylor put on a masterclass. It was a great fight. And um, both girls made a lot of money, and hopefully they've given boxing, women's boxing, a chance to get into the forefront of combat sports because the bar in women's boxing is still very – I still think Chris Cyborg with two or three fights could win a title, a major title in women's boxing. All right. Now, uh, tough 30 start this week. The coach there, of course, Juliana Pena, um, so I'll be keeping an eye on that to see if any decent fighters come out of it. So we'll let, we'll let you know about all that. Um, anything else you want to talk about, Schwan? Uh, no, sir. Thank you very much for allowing me to talk a little boxing on the show this weekend, this weekend, last week. Yeah. I, one other thing I wanted to mention, and that's that, um, you know, one thing Kayla Harrison has in common with Chris Cyborg, she doesn't know when to shut up. And she has selective memory. Cyborg again, something very stupid this week, where she said that uh, uh, UFC never wanted to do a fight with her and Ronda Rousey. And if what she has forgotten 
she promised several times that she would drop to 135 and she never did it and then she made a big circus out of it when the truth was she never intended to drop to 135 okay and the selective memory is really ridiculous in my opinion well, to, to be honest, I'll, I'll, I think a lot a lot of fighters do that and a lot of promoters. Just like when Dana White says, MMA gives you all the fights you want. Nah, you don't give us all the fights you want. That's a fraud. Um, I, think, I think Cyborg talks a little bit too much, and I don't know if it's because of her or her team is encouraging her to do that. It's your frigging boyfriend. Oh, well, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, they shouldn't really be encouraging her to talk a lot. They, sh they should just let her. Cyborg was best when she, she was considered like that Tyson mold where she didn't say very much. She just went out and beat the hell out of people. That's when she had the biggest aura about her. And the more she's talked or the more they've made her talk, the more they've kind of impugned her her uh, integrity and her her reputation as the competitor. I think a lot of the decisions aren't being made by Cyborg. I think her team no. is saying, this is they're, what we're going to do. It's her boyfriend. He's in her corner. He doesn't know shit about fighting, Swan. Well, that, but that's what I'm saying. When people tell me Cyborg's scared, I don't think Cyborg's scared. I think her, her, her boyfriend's saying, we can get more money over here. What can we do? What can maximize her? And I appreciate that because it's smart. A fighter's got a very short career. you got to maximize the earnings while you can and, and build a so that you can have them make money after their career. But a lot of people saying Cyborg's this and Cyborg's that. It's her boyfriend, and she's catching hell. She's catching strays as a result of it. All right. Anyway, that's about it. And again, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Uh, any fights that we talk about, uh, put them up on the blog. If you have any questions or comments for my blog or my podcast, you can leave them in Anchor's voicemail. And if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Oh, one more thing. What? Okay. What? Okay, yeah. I just want to say one more thing. Um, young, aspiring women's fighters, you owe it to yourself to put yourself in the best situation possible. I know loyalty. I know who you like. I get all that. But you have to put yourself in the best situation possible to succeed in a career that has a very low percentage of success rate. So if you need to leave camp or work with another camp, go do that. Your friends aren't going to be in that cage with you. They're not going to be taking that punishment with you. You need to set yourself up for su success. Shana Young is an example of what happens when you just make a change for and you're selfish about your own career. Sorry, had to get that out. All right. Enjoy the fights this weekend. <laughs>